Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Right. Okay. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm Tim in the rugby dungeon with JB. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm I'm all right. See, I'm here in the rugby dungeon and I'm just disappointed that Phil is not here in person. He's he's abroad. The rudeness of uh, Phil. We are just constantly working all the time. Yeah. yeah, To be fair, this is continuing as Phil, the point that Phil has made on our on our WhatsApp group, uh, you are continuing your unblemished record of attendance. I've got one hell of a streak now. One hell of a streak. Like an Alan Wynne-Jones-style streak of podcasting. You need to turn yourself up a little bit, really? however. Yeah, you yeah, see? What, hang on. This is, this is, see, the problem is, when I come back, I start engineering the thing as well. Uh, there you go, whereas you've been doing quite well One, two, me. three, four. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, right, this is a World Cup podcast then, uh, which, given the weekend's rugby, won't be excessively long, will it? No, it won't, and it's a shame, really, because I felt this weekend's been a bit disappointing. I think we anticipated that it, that it would and could be, but yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. We haven't seen Tonga v South Africa. We should probably um, hedge our bets, because that game hasn't started yet. We're yeah, recording uh, this at 7.30pm. I mean, and it might be a belt. Yeah, so a- let's just do it. Wasn't that an amazing upset by Tonga? Incredible. Just, just or, outrageous. Or uh, South Africa, another win, um, as we expected. Yeah. There you go, delete as appropriate. I just think that with this World Cup, the be- the worst teams have got better. Even, well... Have they? Yeah, the two which stick to come in mind are Romania... And Namibia. Namibia have not improved. No. But we have really benefited enormously from Chile, from Uruguay. Um, Japan looked good. I mean, maybe not as good as they did last time. I, th- I think so, that's fair, but there have been more 80 or more point defeats. Portugal... Yeah, Portugal. I, I love the way they play. As much as anything, having just watched them, I'm still. I'm I get every, and I, I watched Portugal play against Wales in Nice in person, and I just love the way they play. Watching it on the telly, I, they're just a joy to watch. Yes, and, and they their players do not have inherently better skills than English backline players. However, the way they're able to play and execute says to me that it's a, it's a coaching issue, not a personnel issue. Uh, uh, nations like England because the, the the way Portugal can play is just beautiful to watch. Maybe there's a pressure issue involved there. Like you know, the expectations on England will be far greater than the expectations on Portugal. And you know, the other thing is, well, 
Porsche will keep losing, which is another not great, great thing. Yeah, but th- they'll be looking at a 34 to 14 scoreline against Australia and thinking, oh, we really let ourselves down there. We should have scored another couple of tries at least. Yeah, I only saw a bit of that game, but I do agree with what you're saying about the, with the Portuguese team. I also agree with the fact that they did need a few more points. But my point on this World Cup would be, yeah, although the, be- the worst teams of Germany speaking got better, just the gap now, it's going to be hard to bridge. And it just seems to be that although they put up a better fight, it just wasn't enough to create any real upsets. And that's a shame. It is a shame. And then there's also the context that one of the teams that are quote-unquote tier one in the Six Nations every year have been for the last 20 years, have the benefit of all of that cash, all of that opportunity, all of those fixtures against tier one nations every single year. And they got absolutely embarrassingly pasted. Pants pulled down. What are you just embarrassingly pasted? That's humiliation. They didn't. They didn't play. They didn't play well. Italy were an embarrassment to themselves yeah. and to the competition and to the Six Nations and to and to rugby. Full stop. Tackling. But most of all, they were. They'll be disappointed in themselves. Very true, Tim. Very true. Yeah, I agree with every single word of that. Like for all the advantages that they have, you are telling me that. Georgia wouldn't be better, or Japan, or anyone had they had that opportunity for well over what was it twenty years now that Italy been operating at the top table of international rugby. But there's just no. It wasn't that New Zealand. Well, New Zealand players are better than Italian players. There's no, there's no question. And I think the average scoreline in that fixture over the history of the fixture is, is like a margin of fifty points. But like like we say, Italy should be closing that gap but for them just it just looked like they just gave up it's, yeah. it's just um, the, the, it the, the, the attitude me. of those players the tackling you're right the attitude of the players was was unacceptable yeah yeah i've got nothing really good to say about that performance uh, there's no, there's nothing good to say about that performance yeah and i don't like this is it this this should be a, a big festival of rugby and portugal have put a smile on our face uruguay as you mentioned georgia were much more spirited and much that was that was much more like it against fiji fiji have been a joy to watch Tonga have been a disappointment, generally. Again, we haven't seen their performance against South Africa at this point. Samoa have been a, a disappointment. I was expecting a lot more from them. Yep. Japan have generally been have, have gone backwards, but we saw a bit of something against Samoa yep. from them. Um, Italy, abject. So Yeah, so unfortunately, I'm left after this weekend with a, just a, a bit of negativity and a bit of disappointment. Mm, can, you okay. make, can you make me feel positive and happy? Probably not, but but on the well, I tell you what, positive and happy is the fact that I get get, get to go back to France and uh, go yeah, where, hack, where's go, the van? Where have you stashed the van? It's at Lyon Airport currently. Ah. I'll be I'll be back there on Wednesday and then watching the two games in Lyon, then up to Paris for Ireland Scotland. That's Bloody that's my hell. itinerary this weekend. All right, well week. that should make you feel better. That but does. let me just run this past you, Tim. Yeah, go on. Imagine that there was a second tier World Cup. Which would happen simultaneously. Simultaneously, midweek fixtures. Yes. So yes. we have all of our knockouts, and then we have all. Well, the way we would do it is the the knockouts for the for the two teams that qualified one and two were on the weekend, but prior to that, on the Friday and the Thursday, or just maybe just the Friday, we had the second round. So the teams that finished three and four. Yeah. Okay. So as things would stand, it would be. Scotland versus Uruguay, next round. Love that. Italy versus Tonga. Okay. 
And then, uh, well, it says Fiji are third here, which they probably are. No, they're going to be, be second. It'd be Australia. Be Australia versus Samoa and Georgia versus Japan. I think that's a pretty tasty tournament. Uh, yeah, th- that would be really good, actually. Uh, I do like that a lot. Is there an argument? Because that, that's exactly what we've... What do you do with the fifth-place teams? Because well, arguably they're the ones that need the, the games most. Well, you could say with the fifth-place teams that they have their semi-final okay, on the week of the quarters. Shields. Yeah. And then their final the week of the semis, and they go home... A week I like that early. as well. I like that as well. I don't. The, the, yes, I like that. I like, here, here's another thought, though. Because of the gap and... The, the the massive margins with the best teams and the poorest teams. Like surely the argument to expand the competition is off the table for the next World Cup. Let's talk about expanding it to twenty four oh, teams. Okay. The, the one so, advantage is you could have pools of four teams, so you would only you would need one fewer round in the pool stages, and you could have a round of sixteen potentially. Yes, I guess so. And you're gonna have it. I mean, would I take off the table? It's going to be difficult, isn't it? Because you're going to end up with. More weekends like this with a lot of games that nobody cares about. Yeah. And that's not going to be good. So, no, yes, it, you can it have... Was just purely from a sh- uh, scheduling point of view, having no England, Wales and Ireland and Scotland playing against Romania, for just from a UK and Ireland audience perspective, which is quite a significant one. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, was, that was a dreadful idea. Because the, the momentum in the UK has just gone... It's just gone. Yeah, it will come back next weekend, but it's, this weekend it's just evaporated. And the fact the Ryder Cup was on doesn't. Or maybe that made me it was a good thing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, next week I mean, doesn't have much of an impact because I think France are going to win. Scotland, uh, Ireland, Saturday night. Scotland, though. Ireland is the only one of notes uh, in the Wales's pool. It will be Fiji need a point. Well, yeah. Let's, so let's summarise where we're at. Yeah. So uh, Scotland have to win, and preferably with a bonus point. Well, certainly they have to beat Ireland by eight points or more yep. uh, to qualify. So that's that's going to be great. That's that's the big uh, box office moment. Nine PM Saturday. Looking forward to that. Well, eight PM UK time. Um, that'll be great. Uh, other than that, what have we got in Pool A? It's wrapped up, done and dusted. Yeah, pretty much. It's France, Italy. I guess. Yeah. It be. Yeah. Yeah. So, which isn't a real thing. It's done. It's just positions. Who's going to be top? Who's going to be second? And France will wrap that up. Uh, Fiji in, need a point against Portugal. Fiji need a point against Portugal and then in Paul D it's the, that game's interesting Japan against Argentina is interesting yeah because that is actually a knockout game that is a knockout game that is really interesting so yeah I'm looking forward to that when's one. that one that's a, when's that game I'm not entirely sure uh, and that's in Bordeaux isn't it so, or Toulouse England Samoa and England can do what they want really in, in, in that round week five hold on a second Paul D Japan v Argentina is Sunday lunchtime yeah, so it's not going to be a bad weekend of rugby. Saturday night, good. Sunday lunchtime, good. Yeah, yeah. all right. Okay, that's something. It's something. Oh, is there anything of any note you want to take out of these games? I can't really think of anything. Um, love the way Portugal play. Thomas Appleton would be in, in a handsome 15, along with Charles Olivon. Yeah, true. Um, and well, where does he play, play his rugby? I don't know, actually. Thomas with Appleton. Appleton. Like, Eton? Tom- <laughs> Thomas Appleton, Portuguese rugby player. Uh, he plays in the Portuguese league. There you go. Hmm. 
He sounds English. Surely Nuno Souza Guedes is going to get going to get offered a contract in some club somewhere. He's awesome. Love yeah, him. it just surprised me that not more of them aren't playing in France or somewhere. I, I kind of expect if I looked at all of their CVs that they'd be in Prodida or one one below that. Yeah, I think a few of them are. Uh, the what I'll say is again, and I don't want to just labour on the. It's not negative. It's just where we're at. I've given up. Um, being bothered or caring very much about the TMO bunker decisions because I, I'm so disconnected with what a yellow card is, what a red card is, and the decision and the bunker in itself has just completely removed any of the referees and thereby me as a viewer and it's boring. W- with the decision making process. So I'm just not invested. I don't understand it. I don't care. It feels like a magic eight ball is doing the job. Yeah, uh, just uh, it's boring. Isn't it? If that's the main takeaway from these games, it's boring. So, yep, agreed. Um, what else would I say? Where where have I been? God, the last week's been mad. I'm just I just want to say that the job that France have done with the World Cup and the rugby fans actually going to the Rugby World Cup has been brilliant. Right, it has been brilliant. Hold your horses, Tim Cocker. It has been brilliant. Hold your horses. Yeah, go on. Bill Beaumont. I don't really have many things to say about Bill Beaumont. I don't really know how good or how bad he does his job. I just don't know. Um, did you see the tweet that he put out not so, a, a couple of days ago? Which is, we want this to be... No, Ursula World Rugby want this to be the most sustainable World Cup in history. In fact, should I just get the tweet up? It'd be easier. Um, who would I have sent this to? Well... So he's they've obviously got loads of advertisers they need to appease as a don't govern, they? governing body and a sport. This is during we, this right just, just let me just set the context here. This is during a rugby world cup. Yeah. And there's actually quite well, a, where well hold on. This is during a rugby world cup where lots and lots of fans I can tell you having been out in France have faced pretty fundamental issues with getting to grounds from grounds into grounds drinks at grounds. Yep. Massive issues. So carry on. So as a governing body under sports, under sport, are you talking to me now, Bill? Okay, please continue. Um, we are committed to playing our role in tackling the climate crisis. Absolutely do one. Uh, we must always innovate in support of a sustainable future. Now, let's just say the climate crisis is exactly as we think it well, is. Well, let's not go there. We just, no, 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 let's yeah, just assume. Yeah. yeah, okay. Let's assume because it's kind of important for Bill's statement. Yeah, right? okay, fine. Right, what part of the World Cup is sustainable? Like which part? I know one of the wind, one of the stadiums is powered by, by wind turbines. Well done. What is sustainable about flying thousands, hundreds of thousands of fans <laughs> across the globe to watch a game of rugby? And I tell you what, because it's so close to the UK, let me tell you the the media um, people that I hang out with in the media rooms. The majority of them bounce back and forward. I'm not complaining. That's what. No, I've just come back from a few days. I'm going back to France in a few days. Like, I'm not complaining at all. That's great. The the stupidity of that. And do you know what? Nobody will question him on that. I this is this is the guy who runs World Rugby. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. So next time he's up for interview, and he's tweeted about it, so he obviously wants to talk about it, right? So next time he's been interviewed, shall we ask him, Bill? Tell me, how, what is the carbon footprint of the Rugby World Cup as it stands? Do you know what his answer will be? Uh, I don't know. Okay, Bill, what would you like it to be? Uh, I don't know. Bill, tell me, how many parts per million of of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere should we be aiming for? Uh, I don't know. Right, it's not serious. It's not serious, but if it is serious, the... End goal here is you cannot have fans in stadiums. That is not sustainable. If you believe in this nonsense, it is not sustainable. Is it? How how can it be? It's it's a little bit like to sort of bridge the gap. It's a little bit like the I just mentioned the TMO bunker frustrations. It's a bit like they've got into a position where they're like we have to be seen to be doing something, and actually the experience of the fan and how it actually happens in reality, and the impact it has on games and on players' careers and on teams and on and on the product overall doesn't really matter. What's most important is is how we can be perceived. Well, and that's the only metric that really matters. The problem is with being perceived, right, is rugby trips over itself to be perceived as something. And some of the net results are absolutely horrendous. That tweet tells me he's more in, interested in that, in the institution of climate change, than he is in the institution of rugby. No, you... you see, you... You're a financial advisor, so you understand what's what's going on here. It's he's only appeasing the people that they've got their bowl out getting money from from advertisers. Yeah. And that's all that's going on those, here. And those and those exact values which he's appealing to are the antithesis to so many of the fans that are watching. So if he's worried about that, he's not worried about his core product. And his core product is making rugby as attractive as possible. It's the same with the concussion issue. If you're worried about that, you're not worried about making rugby as attractive as a proposition as possible. If you're worried about um, appeasing the LGBT alphabet police, right? You don't. You know, you end up with things like Gareth Thomas on, on 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 your screens, and that is appeasing some people, but it's not worried about the core product of rugby. And this just goes on and on and on and on. And you wonder, why are people not engaged in this game? Well, if the higher-ups are more interested in appeasing like these third-party pressure groups and taking on the you know, corporate uh, ideologies and the trendy ideologies, why would I care? I can get that nonsense from almost anything. right? Almost any institution which is around now, I can get climate change nonsense from anywhere. But I want my rugby. And I don't want my, you know, the heads of rugby talking about things which are completely useless. And one of the things which has come up from this, I think this is why he's responded to it, is David Pocock, the genius that is, he likes to uh, chain himself to trees and whatnot, has said that rugby should now boycott fossil fuel sponsorship. Right. So this is one of the reasons why we're talking about 
next World Cup's going to be super sustainable. Like, how stupid is David Pocock? Does he know what happens if he didn't have fossil fuel? Like, does he know the death and destruction? But yeah, these are the things that we have. These are the things that we have to do. These are the way that we have to be. I quite saved. like. Just for example, I quite like refrigerating my food. Yes, I mean, I'm big into it. <laughs> I quite like it. it. Yeah. yeah. Also, also, talk- we're just moving towards uh, autumn winter. I quite enjoy being warm. Oh, it's one of my favourite things. <laughs> and do you know what? The people that we told not to fly, it wouldn't be Bill Bo- Beaumont. It wouldn't be the Ingram. It'll be people like 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 you like you and I. That, that's that's who it'll be. Yeah, but this 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 is coming. This is quite a negative uh, week. But part of that is just the scheduling, which could have been solved. And and the Rugby World Cup. There's been some amazing moments, and so I just want to emphasise the, the the watching Portugal was an absolute joy. Uh, even I have to say I quite enjoyed Scotland Romania, partly because at least when I was watching Scotland rack up the points, it felt like it was actually quite fun watching it because points difference could really matter for Scotland. Yep. So it was like oh wow they've got another, oh they need to oh they're closing down the and Romania's attitude unlike Italy's was to just keep having a crack and I'm looking at a rugby Romania jersey on 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 the wall of rugby dungeon and uh, and they were great. By the way, I met the guy who gave yep. you the Treviso jersey. Which start- oh, yeah, the guy who posted it in. Yeah, which started um, from works at World Rugby. Um, yes, he does. Started started the Dean Bud obsession. Um, yes, yes, he did. Nice guy. We have missed a game, which yeah. was good. Yeah, go on. Fiji Georgia. Fiji Georgia was oh, that was fantastic. Really, and again, talk about a team that. I mean, Georgia will probably reflect on the fact that they didn't show up in the first couple of couple of rounds. But they, that was a great game with them and Portugal. And, I mean, Georgia will probably be frustrated they didn't turn Fiji over. Yeah, they're in an unlucky group as well because they are outclassed by the Welsh and the Australians, potentially. I mean, they could turn over. I had the team, I suspect, on their day if they catch everything right. Um, but they finally showed a bit of quality against Fiji. And I think Fiji are finding out what it's like to be a top team now. They're going to be targeted. Yeah, and being underdogs kind of... Suits kind of suits them, doesn't it? It's uh, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. I, but on the strength of what I saw against Georgia, I'm like, if they play, if, if Fiji don't turn up in any way, shape, or form, they'll just they just won't be getting past the quarterfinal. And, um, and who've they got? England or Portugal in their last round? They've got to get one point, and then England. Well, it's not like they've not beaten England before recently. Yeah, that I'll, I'll be at that game in Marseille. That's, oh, that's, come I, on, Fiji! See, that's that's where I've got to be for that. But that's the um. The the games in Paris are going to be unreal. I might fly out to a Paris game. Think about it, I might fly out to one of them, just to be in in the city rather than anything else. Yeah, it was wild. Oh, particularly what well, Ireland. So you got Irish fans there, the French local fans will all be there. New Zealand and by the way, you really get a sense of. Oh, and the other one is South Africa, obviously, and the South African fans are brilliant as well. You you get such a sense of the power of the all black brand when you're ah. when I was in France because I was going round the ground after the game trying to find some Kiwis. There was all black jerseys everywhere and I spoke to so many different nationalities of people who were fans of the All Blacks, had the jersey. Got guys from Switzerland in all black jerseys that support the All Blacks, they'd come to watch the game. It sort of it's, it sort of breaks down actual borders and barriers. They are just uh, it's just a, an incredible brand. So I will say this about the All Blacks, growing up at least, they don't they didn't tend to tour that much. So 
I don't know what the statistics are, but I certainly seem to remember when I first got into rugby, a sighting of the All Blacks was rare. So, uh, so the, last time, the first time I properly watched them was just before England won the World Cup, and England battered them, I think, in New Zealand, was it? The two tests series? You saw that game down there? No, 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 as in like the first time, like when oh, I was right, really I conscious of rugby, the first time I'd be too, uh, t- turning on to watch it, that would be like, like the first game. But because they didn't come up, they really had this mystique. And they, it's slowly eroding the more that, the more that we see them. So I don't know what, what, what the answer is re- really, because you, you don't want them to play less, but they've definitely got that sort of thing very special about them, an, an yeah. aura. You don't want that, to be exposed to them too much. Well, even to the point where, so I went to watch their captain's run on Friday. Well, no, the game was on Friday, so on Thursday. And I felt like a 10-year-old kid. Well, I was just stood at the side of the pitch and I was watching Damian McKenzie and Bowden Barrett do yeah, their, do their kicking. In, um... And I was just, I was, I, I couldn't do it. I just giggled. I was like, I could, because, and I've been there for the same thing for other countries, but standing looking at Bowden Barrett and, D- and D-Mac doing it I don't know there's just something about it it just felt different and special yeah, it, would be, it would be the same if, if I go to a, a captain's run for France and Dupont's there and I, that's another great positive story by the way just quickly Dupont is training again he's going to be back that is a good story well yeah just on New Zealand thing I saw their captain's run for USA game in person in, oh in Chicago in Chicago and same thing it was uh, Ben Smith and it was Izzy D Ben Smith and they were just kicking to each other and the thing which not, which amazed me, this is back when I used to respect the hacker, um, is they start the training session with a hacker, and that was the thing. Did they start the training session with a hacker when you were there? No, it was all behind closed doors. The first bit, we only got a fifteen minute window. They'd already been on the pitch for a while. Oh, uh, so like they couldn't really control anyone in Chicago. A didn't expect anyone to be there, and they were kind of right. No one was there. Uh, and we were on the pitch, the actual pitch for uh, USA, who were training. And then as soon as the next guys came uh, came on, the next set of press staff and whatnot, what like the All Blacks. So, yeah, the contrast was amazing. So the USA staff were really friendly. We were happy that we're here. And the All Blacks staff were like, you media? Yeah. you got to go. So we just went in the lifts and watched from the stands. Like, you can't you can't chase us out of, you know, you know Bear Stadium. It's bloody massive. So uh, it, was, it was cool, though. And they came out, and the first thing they did was the hacker. I was like, yeah, that makes sense, because where else would they practice it? I mean... A modern dance studio or something. I, <laughs> I like the I like the thought they have a choreographer. Um, they must do, mustn't they? Somewhere like in leg warmers with yeah, in a big mirror dance studio. Let's oh. go, boys! Yeah, no, that you know because uh, as we like to call it now, the co- the culturally significant the culturally significant commercial dance. Um, I loved it. Well, bear in mind that the the I'd never seen and I'd never seen the hacker in person at a live game. Um. In fact, that was the first hacker I've seen in person. And what do you think? Was it loved it? But that's the first hacker I saw the other night. I just realised because I saw the New Zealand Maori, or was it in like a New Zealand fifteen when they played the Barbar or New Zealand v the Barbarians last year? Mm. So I saw it then. But this was the actual proper New Zealand team in a full test because I, I went because we went all the way to Rome to see Italy v New Zealand. And you guys, you and Phil, wanted to have lunch. I would rather have lunch. And a bottle of red wine. (laughs) I miss the hacker. The hacker isn't the problem. Sorry. The culturally significant commercial dance. I love it. I love it. It's not the problem for me. I love it. I I can get on board with the culturally significant commercial dance. Um, It is the cringeworthy 
quote unquote respect that it has oh, to be shown. Oh no, I, I what I loved about being in that ground, and I've got no problem with people booing kickers, being silent for kickers, or cheering, singing La Marseillaise when the when the hackers go. I've got no problem with it, but it you could have heard a pin drop. But that's, you know, I loved it. But that's great because that's genuine, right? Yeah, like, that's a genuine thing, and I love that. But they should be doing the hacker in South Africa amongst booze. They should be doing it in Australia and they should be shouted down but they should still do it what I don't like is they do it and then we give them the folded jerseys like a bit of a patronising thank you and it, the respect has to be enforced and mandated I have no time for that to the point that I don't even want to see it though but yeah as long as fans are allowed to do what they want to do yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and teams and are allowed teams to do well. teams are allowed to do what they want to do in response I totally agree with yeah. you the, the teams totally agree be, with you. Yeah. and if they respect it which it's up to them if they do. I'm not even sure there is an obligation to respect it. Yeah, and I'd suggest it would probably be a bad move not to respect it in terms of exactly. You, like, I think you'd, I think, exactly you, I think right. you'd rattle a cage. I think Ardi Savia might have even more motivation to go and have a. Excuse storm me, up. we're doing our culturally significant commercial dance. We'll show you. So, and now they've got the carpet beater out. We don't know what that is. <laughs> what is that carpet beater? I mean, it's not. If it's a weapon, it doesn't look particularly sinister. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it all. And Dupont's back, which is awesome. So. uh He's back in training. Yeah, well, be, well, something which is good this year is there's been hardly any novelty hackers. So every year there's a novelty hacker, isn't there? How do you mean? Well, do you remember the Yorkshire hacker? What? Oh, right, you By mean... By the fans, yep. Oh, remember when... Um, what? Matt... No, I, I've, I've erased that from my memory. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that back up. It's <laughs> just... Oh, it's so cringeworthy. Nothing more cringeworthy than non-New Zealand fans doing the hacker in a pub. Um... There was the Matt Dawson hacker. What? Do you not remember the Matt Dawson hacker? He did it no. on, on like an advert and he's accused of cultural appropriation before it was cool. Uh, <laughs> th- no, that went down. Uh, there's all sorts of... No- so that's a, that's a massive improvement. In fact, I'm well on the woke side there. If I can accuse people of cultural appropriation <laughs> to make them stop it, then I'm all for that. So um, well done. What else happened this weekend? Well, actually, just on that, well, New Zealand happened. And we've not really seen New Zealand, have we? Get out of first gear because they got battered against France and they've sort of gone through the motions since well they had a week off immediately afterwards didn't they yeah Um, they've kind of gone through the motions since and it does look like they're gearing up for a real challenge in the semi-final so I've I kind of quarter final quarter final sorry it's likely to be New Zealand Ireland yeah they're going to be much better than I think or than I thought yeah it is a catch-22 with New Zealand, because if they do badly, Ian Foster gets the blame. If they do well, then it's the other coaches that get all the credit. Exactly. <laughs> Poor old Fozzy. Poor old Fozzy. Um, yeah, they put... Week one, they lost to France. Then they put Namibia away, and everyone was like, well, it's just Namibia. Then they had a week off. But now, after 96-17 against Italy... Embarrassing. What was most embarrassing was Monte Ioani and the way he celebrated scoring their second try. It's like, no. <laughs> You're now 96-17, not 96. The important part is the quality of the, Ita- of the Italian side. Like, it's not a bad side. Yeah, got the little, pi- little Pixie Ange, Capuazzo, yep. Michele, Michele Lamaro, Seb Negri, Canoni, number eight. Yeah, it was just an embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, little the little Pixie fellow didn't even get on the ball. And you need him running free if they're going to do, yeah. do anything. Uh, World Rugby released a video of the Italians are in town and they were all singing. It's like, well, I wouldn't release that if you lost. I'd bury that. I'd bury that content. I was at Uruguay, Namibia. That was a really fantastic, just occasion. Yes. And and what I love about that is the access that you got afterwards. Yeah. 
because you have this. Uh, so they do. They have the game, then they have the press conference, and then they have this thing called the mix zone, where basically the the the, the people that are official broadcasters get first dibs, and then the players just walk down and you grab who you want. Quite often, you, there's like four or five people gathered around one person, and you're all trying to get your own little bit. Anyway, Uruguay and Namibia, they were just it was like. There was only about half a dozen of us down there, so it was just. I, had, I ended up. It was rather than recording anything, I just ended up having a, a chat with Ryan Hardwick for about twenty minutes about uh, about uh, Super Rugby and how, you know. Did um, you? So, Hunt. Oh no, I'm thinking of Chile. I was going to say, did you get hold of Martin Sigrin? Uh, no, well, I haven't been to a Chile game. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see that game this weekend. Argentina, Chile. It's one of the only games I've not seen. Yeah, they got absolutely smoked. Yeah. Absolutely smoked. Um, Although there's enough teams in Chile now to have at least a every four years America's tournament of some of some sort. Yeah, South America's where it's at. One of the, one of the areas, like yeah, definitely. No CBC corruption, just <laughs> rugby to be played. Oh well, on that we we do have uh, a. In fact, let's let's knock this on the head. We'll have another chat with Phil on the Rugby World Cup in a little bit. Yeah. But if you've got anything you want to talk about in relation to, again, the sort of inconsistency of the TMO referral bunker system, the disappointment of some nations, how you think the, the quarterfinals are going to play out. And what what one thing I've got to work out is what I do for... Anyway, that's another conversation. What I do for the quarterfinals, how I how and where I watch the uh, late games. Because the, the, the Marseille matches are on in the evening. Yeah. And then I've got to get somewhere. I've got to get across town to, to where the action's at in Marseille ah, to watch tough, the games. Isn't it? I know it's tough. God, I know. And we've and we've had a, a friend of the pod. I won't mention it yet until um you know I won't count my chickens till the hatch. But we got I got an email saying someone offering somewhere to stay in Marseille. Oh, wonderful! One wonderful. of our one of our amazing listeners. So we never take uh, you for granted. Thank you for listening. Contact headchasers at gmail gmail dot com is where you can catch us on email. Um, JB's lurking around on Twitter. No, I'm not. No, not really. No, I, I've lost the login to our Edgechasers Twitter, so oh, I don't have any access. I've not been on it for weeks, maybe a month. I don't know what it is either. I, I am, however, on Instagram. But if you're looking for rugby content, you're not going to find it. You get lifting content, you get some tight shorts, but that's what you're going to get. <laughs> you wear, like, Lycra shorts, don't you? Damn right. It's I just, un- that's outrageous, mate. It's, it, well, look, if you see the get-up that women are allowed to wear, why can't I look glorious in the gym? Why can't I? They have certain. Why can't I just d- display my wares? You have certain lumps and bumps that they don't. Would Damn be right, one I do. Reason. That's right, Tim Cocker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Your follow's just going through the roof now. <laughs> right. Um, yes, we'll see you on the next one. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.